Hey there, I'm Brian. And I'm David. And we are the Cloud Whisperers. So, Brian, what you been up to the last, oh gosh, it's been a couple of months now. We've been lax in getting our, our recording done. Yeah, we have. Uh, what do we have? Five episodes since we started, and uh, yeah, and then we had to take a little break because you break. were working and I was yeah. working, and we never we were like two ships crossing in the night. Yeah, going to Houston, <laughs> to, to Houston, Houston and, and, and to Austin, yeah. and for me to, to New Orleans and stuff yeah. like that. I've been doing a bunch of these strategy sessions around Office three sixty five, which has been an awful lot of fun. Going out to organizations and talking yeah. to them about. You know, all the stuff that O365 can do for them and, and how to secure it and helping them create roadmaps and things like that. And, yeah, you and I actually did uh, one last week together. Which was, this week, yeah. Right? And that this was a lot of fun. Week. It was. Oh, it was, it was, was good to finally get to work with you in, in that capacity. You know, it's, well, it's and, always and, enjoyable doing this. And, and I would point out that the client seemed to really enjoy it as well. They did. Too. They, they, they did. enjoy getting an opportunity to, to really get the in-depth yeah. Uh, knowledge that, that we can come out there and and, uh, uh, and and I'm a pretty good pontificator anyway. I can just sit there and just talk and talk yeah. and talk forever. So, well, I think they appreciate it too, right? It's a respect thing, right? Because you know, they drink from the fire hose that we're giving them, right? We're holding the fire hose where <laughs> yep. we're usually the ones drinking from it. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, what else have you been working on? So I'm still involved in that cross-forest, uh, cross-tenant, exchange, SharePoint migration. It's, it's, it was everything. It was all workloads, basically. It was an acquisition scenario. Mm -hmm. The way that I explained it to you last time is we're talking about four different environments, more mm -hmm. or less. We have four different accounts we're dealing with, two on the source side, two on the target, hybrid on both sides. So there was some really interesting PowerShell scripting that I did that came out of that. Uh, the customer wanted to do a per-user migration model, which I don't necessarily recommend because uh, mm -hmm. you have shared mailboxes, you've got delegates dependencies, you've got OneDrive dependencies, you've got all these other things where it's really difficult to make that yeah. work logistically. Um, so, but I had a really cool, some really cool PowerShell stuff that came out of that. And I started looking at my PowerShell folder on my computer and I'm like, you know what, I've got way too many PowerShell scripts out here that I need to put somewhere. <laughs> so I actually uh, went out there, to use GitHub, yeah, and created yeah, a there's personal a, repository. There's actually a PowerShell hub as well. That's right. Uh, I forget the name of the yeah. right now, but we should put some stuff out there. I've got a few things like that as well. Yeah, I'll have to compare notes on that, but I, I did do that and it's just ha a good way to have that stuff somewhere to where you can share it with people. It's always up to date. And even the tech, whenever I'm going out and I'm putting stuff on the, the tech gallery, Mm -hmm. I do have a few scripts out there. Uh, now I can link them back to the latest script that I would have on the, a GitHub or that, the, like cool. you said, the other PowerShell repository. I, I know one reason I wanted to bring, I wanted to ask about that is I was thinking that Microsoft is getting ready to launch their their geo homing, right? Where right. I can create multi-geo multi tenants, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's going to require you to be in a different geo when you have two tenants. For that, so I have to have one in England, I have to have one in Germany, I have to have one in the United States or Latin America, right? Um, but I wonder if, you know, because really the, the, this all would work the same way, I wonder if they'll ever allow us to have multiple tenants in the same geo, so in other words, two North American tenants. Right. Because that would make that whole cross-tenant migration a lot easier and simpler. Yeah. Because I simply just join the two of them together and now yeah. I can get to both because they know about each other, and eventually, slowly, I can move people over by rehoming them 
uh, and, and kind of letting the migration happen behind the scenes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's interesting because you get into the resource forest type of scenarios with these different workloads mm -hmm. that you have, and that's really what it is in the cloud. Yeah. Um, so I'd be interested to see what Microsoft does with the capabilities as far as cross-forest or cross-tenant migration is the way to say that. Um, eventually it would be nice for them to have something, an easier way for us to do that. The complicating factor you have in a shared scenario, where you have a shared domain, mm -hmm. is that domain can only exist in one Office 365 tenant. So I have to keep it somewhere until we migrate and all that. So yep. typically you have to use a migration wiz or something like yeah. that for synchronization. That's true. So That's there, true. there are some challenges there. But yeah. So what is our uh, topic today? So Something I think we both like. Yes. So uh, we're going to talk about some brand new features that Microsoft has rolled out for Teams here in just you know, cool. the last month or so. Very cool. It has been like, so, so it wasn't that long ago that Microsoft celebrated the one-year birthday of Teams. Yes. And, it, and there's been a lot done in Teams since then. But then what's happened is since the birthday of Teams, they have rolled out some incredible new features. And I thought that you and I could just kind of go down some of these new features and talk about what yeah, they absolutely. are. So, yeah. so the first one we'll talk about is, uh, well, why don't you take the first one? What is it, what, what's the first one going to be? So the first one is uh, record a meeting. Record. Which we've been able to do in Skype for Business forever. Right. right? And it was uh, it worked okay. I mean, it created a, a file that it dropped on your hard drive, yeah, which was kind of nice. And you had right? this little folder out there, a yeah, little folder, and you could a recordings manager. And I used it on numerous occasions. I would take those files and then load them out to O three sixty five video so that the whole company could take a look at them. Yeah. But now, instead of doing that, Microsoft has gone ahead and solved that problem for us, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because they're taking that recording and they're publishing it to stream directly. Yep. And of course, when they publish it to stream, you get the transcript. You get a transcript yep. automatically. Yep. So if you haven't actually ever taken a video and loaded it into your stream, you should do so because it will go ahead and create a transcript for you. And, and what's cool about it is once it creates that transcript for you, you can search on yep. the words in that transcript, and it will. And if you click on it, it will take you right to that point in the video. Right at that point in the video. Yeah. So if you've got so you like an hour-long video, and you and you, there's a word that somebody said 40 minutes in, you can search or a for certain that topic word, or a yeah. certain topic. Yeah. You can search for that, go right to that in the transcript. It'll take you right to that point in the video, which is really really cool. Yeah. And the other the other part of it too is the speaker timeline. Yes, the speaker timeline to where you actually see the facial. It, it uses the uh, the intelligence and the facial detection mm -hmm. to know who. That way, you know who's speaking. It tells you within the team that there that there is a person, yeah. right? And so, what's funny about that? You now, quick story. Uh, I've seen a couple of meetings that were recorded and then loaded into stream, and uh, it was hilarious because. They were doing a SharePoint modern site presentation, and their stock photography with people's faces on it, it identified those faces from the screen share and thought oh, they wow. were people it, that, that, that were then showing up in the speaker timeline. Oh it was God. really very funny. Yeah. <laughs> the intelligence is coming into this stuff. It's, it's just amazing. It's, it's pretty cool. All right, so that's number one. That's number one. So what about number two? What do you have for number two? So, so the number two thing is that uh, as of uh, the 17th of this month, Teams is now rolling out inside of the government cloud. So the government cloud has all, is, is always been a subset of Office 365 because it has certain security restrictions that are at a higher level than the uh, consumer cloud or the yeah. commercial cloud has. And uh, finally, Microsoft was able to get all of their stuff through the correct processes and make sure that now if you are a government cloud customer, you will now be able to start using Teams 
inside the government cloud. And that's a huge advantage for people because Teams is so powerful as a collaboration and communication. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, so the, the next one. Yeah, the next one is the uh, direct routing, the phone system. So calls in and out of Teams now. Ah, so, so, DIDs. so, so I'll be able to have a DID or right. direct inward dial, That's right. meaning I can have a, a phone number that anybody could dial, exactly. and it will ring my computer inside of Teams. Yep, that's right. Now, I heard as well that Microsoft is expecting to see the first um, Teams-enabled hardware, so like a desktop phone or conferencing systems, yeah. Uh, are going to be start coming out later this year as well, which means that I can, you know, much like I can with Skype for Business, I can buy a Skype for Business handset I phone. I can't wait to see what those things are going to look like. Uh, well, I, you know, look, they've, they've done it for the Surface Hub, so we've already right. seen that. We've already right? seen that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be anything different than a standard, looks like a yeah, desktop phone. Yeah, just the presence, you'll see the just, presence. It just yeah. happens to work just like a Skype for Business phone, but now is ringing in for teams. Yeah, that's, that's tremendous. So yeah. a couple things I saw on that, right, is you have to have an E5 0365 subscription. Okay, that makes because, sense. Because, or you have to buy the... The, the, the PBX portion the PBX as a standalone. Portion. Yeah, the phone and, system And portion. then, just like you would if you had that anyway, you have to have a calling plan, right? Yeah, so, some so, kind of calling So plan. that's the PBX side of things. And then the calling plan is the is the interface with the actual publicly, publicly switched telephone network or right. PSTN, PSTN network, right? Yeah. It, it, so you always had to have those things to make it work uh, with Skype for Business E5. Teams will work the same way. Although they did talk about the ability to use, and we, we looked this one up to make sure we got it right, a session border control. Yeah. As uh, you can uh, tell, we're not telephony guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For that, we would, bring, we would bring Keaton in or Joe Williams. Right? Exactly. But, but a certified session con border control device, as we understand it from our in-depth research of, of, of TechNet <laughs> using Bing, uh, is that uh, this is a computer or a, a, a electronic device that... Yep a telephony line gets dumped into and then it is able to convert it into a form that the cloud right, can consume. The cloud consume. And then the other way the of doing that, yeah. right, and the other way of doing it is that there are vendors out there who can do that at a cloud level. That's right. That do yeah. not have to have a, a session border control yeah, so, so it's more of a direct connection. It's yeah, a, yeah they, they call it direct routing. Direct routing. And so yeah, there's, a, there's vendors out there that are now delivering direct routing that will work with teams going Got forward. Got it. Interesting. Very interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. So you brought up the next one. What is yeah. that? The Teams Free. Wait, wait, wait. Free? The free version of Teams. Well, but right. I thought Teams was already free when you had a No365 license. Well, it's not necessarily free. Well, i got to pay for the O365 Yeah, license. you got to have the subscription. Okay. So you're saying that now it's without free. an Office 365 without. license... That's right. Without oh, an Office 365 license. Very nice. Up to 300 users. Okay. 10 gig of storage for the SharePoint side of things. Okay. Or just the team itself. We say the sure, team because sure. it's still the interface is Teams. Right. And then I get 2 gig per each user. So I get 2 gig of storage per each user. Okay. I think the question about that, and I'm, I am interested in seeing how that works, by yeah. the way. I, I, I was trying to sign up for it right before this, and yeah. I discovered that, you know, my, my, my Gmail account I was going to use is <laughs> evidently tied to my son's Xbox Live account, and he's not old enough right. to be allowed to use Teams. Um, but so I'm David curious, just got younger. Yeah, I just got younger. <laughs> so what I'm curious about is, are you only allowed to have one team? 
in the free teams? That's a good question. Or can you have multiple teams knowing that every time you create a team, it's creating an O365 group with an yeah. email and a site collection? I'm not sure. Or are they just saying you can do whatever you want as long as you stay within that 10 gig yeah. of shared storage? I, I think that's what I gather from it. But I, I need to actually install it myself and actually go out and, and create a free account. Yeah. And see, I mean, I still feel that it, it's still going to be built on top of that Office 365 mm -hmm. group foundation. So um, where that comes in as far as how many teams you can have and everything, I, I would think if you have 300 users, you could have multiple teams. Yeah, I would think I would, would hope. So, so this yeah. is kind of the Slack killer, the Slack free killer. So my daughter uses Slack all the time. Right. And they share documents, and they have to get rid of old stuff because they, they only have a, a limited amount of stuff. But they can all talk with each other from all over the yeah. world. This would be a direct analog to that, it sounds. Exactly. That's exactly correct. Oh, okay. So I'll take the last one. Okay. Right? So the other thing that Microsoft has recently released is what they call Teams Live Meetings. And so what this allows us to do, which is really pretty neat, is it's, it's essentially taking all of the complexities of Skype broadcast, which was a very difficult to configure and get working right. Sure. And they basically just put yeah, it I remember right in. having to work with that before. Yeah. It, it, it was frustrating. Uh, it was very frustrating. Yeah. So now when I go to schedule a meeting inside of Teams, when I go to the initial uh, screen, there's a drop down that simply lets me say, is this a team meeting or is this a team live meeting? Oh, wow. And when I select live meeting, I can then invite presenters and producers into the meeting. And, and then once I do that, I will be able to orchestrate what I'm showing on the screen. So a shared screen or video, right? right. And I can yeah. do a full screen or I can do a kind of a split where it's got 80% and 20%, okay? okay. So my yeah, layouts nice. are kind of limited in that regard, but I can change who, you know, whose face you're seeing or whose screen you're seeing. And when I'm ready and I go live, it is now broadcasting that out much more like a webinar at that point. Yeah, like a time. webinar. And then people can consume this in three different ways. Now they can consume it from the team's either desktop client, web client, mobile client, right? Right. And I actually oh. dialed in both ways yep. when we were testing it the other so day. So when we were testing it, you, you got a chance to see it. And, and because of the way it works, you're about 10 or 20 seconds behind what the presenters are actually doing. So this is not a live meeting. This is more of like a television show okay. after a fashion, right? Yeah. So, or, or, or even a pod, we could do it. We could do our, we could do our video cast this way, right? Uh, if we wanted to. Um, so in that situation, we can go and present that. Uh, you were able to, to go in using either the, the mobile client or the desktop client or whatever. That's sure. one option. The second option is the you can also use stream to allow people to go and watch the video of this meeting happening using Microsoft Stream. And then the third way you can do is you can connect to it using Yammer. I haven't figured that one out oh, yet, wow. but, they, but they say that you can also be in Yammer and you'll be able to watch these videos streaming as well. That's interesting. So we're still, you know, this is one that we played around with a little bit. Yeah, just see it what was a it was. It, it's, it's a little on the odd side, but the promise for it is really pretty neat because instead of having to really have a whole bunch of, of equipment to be able to do a kind of a live webinar, a live video presentation right. um, on on the internet, I could actually, software or anything like that. I yeah. could actually go and set up an ability for me to be yeah. able to go out and simply 
do I, I could do a TV show now if I wanted to that's that's broadcasting live um, I mean there's software like twitch that lets you do things like that as well sure. and that's really kind of the same thing if you think about it I could I suppose I could use this to stream, you know, uh, if I wanted to play World of Tanks and stream it, I could use, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could use hey, Teams I could, Live meetings, you know? I, I can get rid of the capture card that I have at the house, and I can have uh, my son record his gameplay through that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how efficient it <laughs> yeah, is exactly. at that point in time, but basically it's leveraging Azure Media Services and the content delivery networks, and so it's making it easy to have thousands and thousands yeah. I'm not sure what the upper limit is I haven't seen say anywhere what that is but those people can come in and see a lot of stuff it's just amazing now, how many different ways we have to create oh content now this is still in preview so when I first went out and looked at it yeah. I wasn't able to get into the, the when you go into the administration console you can set up permissions around it and I wasn't able mm -hmm. to get into set policies that enabled things like to have it automatically take the recording and put it into stream Okay. So the people who aren't there can actually yeah. watch the recording and even download that recording we'll later. We'll have to play with that more. We, sure. we will, and like I said, as more of the features roll out, yeah. right? It'll be. It, it, you know, but what I love is, I can do things now that really required a lot of work to set up before with a couple of mouse clicks. Yeah. I'm wondering if we can do some of these strategy engagements via that. Maybe yeah. or. My one more thing for this 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 episode is I just ordered, and I'm supposed to be getting this weekend a new Oculus Go VR headset. Yeah, I'm jealous. Well, you know, hey, it's okay. So, so if you know what the Oculus Rift is, it's the VR headset, yeah. right? That's great, but it also requires you to be tethered to a PC, and it requires you to have the 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 sensor set up so it can detect your movement. Yeah. Now, you can use a Windows Mixed Reality headset which does very similar. It still is required to be plugged into a, a, a machine. And that machine, by the way, has got to have a, a, a GeForce 1050 or better graphics card. Yeah, which is, it's got to have a crazy you know, graphics card. That's all, my, my new Surface Book 2 does that, right? It's got a 1060, so I can drive VR off of here, right? But uh, you're tethered by that, by that HDMI cable that's going to your headset, right? Yep. And you're tethered to, you know, the... It can be dangerous. Which can be dangerous, <laughs> especially if you start walking around too far, because that cord's only about six, seven feet long. Right. Uh, but the Oculus um, Go is designed to be non-tethered, okay? Yeah, that's crazy. Number one. And two, it's $199. Wow. So, and it's, the technology is just coming down. Right, and that's what's so cool about it. I mean, you can get a Windows Mixed Reality headset for $199, but you still got to have a PC that drives it. This thing, now it's not going to have the full capabilities of, say, the Rift, right? But it should provide the ability for you to watch movies, for you to do, uh, it'll do Altspace VR, right? Okay. I'm hoping it'll do Facebook Spaces. Yeah. Uh, but when you were talking about how that whole way of maybe we can use these t live broadcasts to do these remote engagements... I'm actually thinking that it'd be great yeah. to use these Oculus Go's to be able to ship those out to a customer, let them get inside it, and then we can we can deliver engagements where we're we're all are just kind of sitting around having meetings. Yeah. Uh, and yes, if somebody walks in the room, it's going to look pretty weird. You know, yeah, all this, yeah, you know, look in different guy. directions and and but. But you get the one person that shows up late, and they're like, "What are you guys doing in here? Are you playing games?" <laughs> but, but, you, but you start thinking about this whole concept of you know Microsoft at SharePoint conference announced Facebook Spaces. I mean, SharePoint Spaces, which is VR that's going to be embedded inside of SharePoint going forward. That's absolutely insane, right? And, and you'll actually be able to edit and create VR spaces 
in a web browser yeah. and then you can consume them in the web browser or you can consume them in a VR environment yeah. and if you've got with, with these things being $199 and they're com and they're they're completely disconnected at that point in time yeah I, I don't know what but that that's awesome right there in Absolutely. my opinion yeah that's cool stuff so what's your one thing so I mean I got this this fitness watch and uh, you actually gave me a really good use case for the that Apple Watch. I mean, this one that I have right now is a Garmin. I mean, I got it to track steps and mm -hmm. heart rate, heart yeah, rate, got, and that sort of I thing. But Fitbit HR. What, what I what I noticed is when I was doing the presentation this week uh, in front of the customer, I was doing a lot of demos. Mm -hmm. So every time multi-factor would trigger, I would see the text message actually come up on my wrist. Mm -hmm. So it was real easy for me to just kind of type. I had to twist my hand a little bit to do it. You know, <laughs> I can but see I the can contortions. Get it. But I can get it. But you brought up the use case where you have the Apple Watch where you can actually put the Microsoft Authenticator app yes. on the watch. And if you have the cellular iWatch, mm -hmm. then you can actually just, you don't even have to have it you know, Bluetooth uh, connected to Bluetooth yeah. or anything like that. You just say, accept. Yep. You just say, I approve this. So I by having this, a, I approve this message. I approve this message. <laughs> so again, that whole concept of multi-factor authentication, like we talked about in the past, it's something you know, mm -hmm. this is a password, right. it's something you have. I have a watch on my arm and I just hit approve. Now yep. I'm not having to type in that uh, text message. So I'm, I'm really thinking about uh, maybe taking this one and trading it in. I tried I tried to get Catapult to uh, expense it. Uh, uh, we went to lunch with uh, my supervisor and we brought that up and he kind of snickered at me. So I don't think he's gonna, I don't, I don't think he'll oblige, but. <laughs> well, but you know, one thing I, I brought up to the same client and, and I think this is something that I think actually makes a lot of sense. Um, the most risk at risk individuals inside your organization for phishing attacks are your C level employees. Yeah, HVs, yeah. Right? So you've got what, five, 10, 15, 20 of these people in your yeah, organization, something like sure. that? Those executive leadership team. Uh, you know, if you were if you had ten of them buying ten Apple iWatches, even with the the cellular inside of them, would cost you under five thousand dollars. Yeah, under five thousand four to five thousand dollars, right? One Spearfished executive will cost yep. you an order of magnitude more than that. For sure. In lost and you productivity. Said it, takes what? And it takes three seconds. It, take, it, it takes about three seconds yeah. to approve it when you've got it set up. You 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 click the log, you type in your password, click the login button. Within three seconds, your phone, your, your wrist is vibrated and you've hit the approve button. Yeah, hit the approve button. And, so it actually makes it a lot easier again. for them. They're not oh, scrambling yeah. to find those they're digits not, and, and everything they're not, else. They're not yeah. looking for their phone. It's just boom, 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 and away you go. Yeah. Well, and so, it's strapped to your wrist too. So. Yep. There's no as long as nobody cuts off your hand, you're you're in good shape, right? That's kind of one would, one would hope that. You know, you know, you know, I was watching a movie. We were watching a movie. What, what was it? Was it was some movie where it was like a thriller? And oh, yeah. the guy, the guy, like I, I think he knocks somebody. I don't think he kills him, right? But he, he he knocks out the bad guy, and then he needs to get into his phone. And so he he brings the phone over and puts the bad guy's finger on the on the iPhone to to, to, to unlock the phone so we could find out who you were yeah. calling and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's just wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> just wrong. <laughs> well, excellent. This has been fun. It's been a while yeah. since we've been able to do this, and I'm glad that we finally had a chance to get together and do it again. And I think now uh, that I'm off this longer project that I was on, we can get back into our regular cadence, so well, and, there'll and be more from it. Uh, what I'm hoping now is, since we're going to have to buy the premium SoundCloud account anyway to yes. get this one up there, because we're out, we're out of time on SoundCloud, is uh, I'm looking into putting this on, on uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Awesome. So yeah. SoundCloud will be where they live. 
right? But then there'll be an RSS feed out to those locations, yeah. so you'll be able to subscribe to the Cloud Whisperers. Yeah, and then watch it on a your lot, iPhone. A lot, e a lot, a lot easier than you have right now. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right. Till next time. Till next time. Thank you, David. Take care. Yep.